Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast where we speak to ordinary people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Caroline. Hey, how's it going, Caroline? I'm kind of sleepy. Uh, I guess um, it is a Monday when we release these episodes, which are usually never really fun. Well, but they are fun for huh? our listeners. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's always true. Duh. <laughs> we make what are you talking better. about, Kyle? We make your day a little bit better. You know what yeah. also makes your day better? Food. Sweets. What? Yeah. Even better. Like cakes. I, not like not like Twizzlers. I'm not a fan of licorice. No. I'm talking about like cake cake. Like Che cake. Yeah. Not cheesecake. Che cake. Che cake. <laughs> the bakery. Yep, the bakery. Located our, near us. Yeah. In a drivable I, distance, so we can go stuff our face whenever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. We also interviewed the owner of the of Jake Cake. And a little little backstory here. Sarah Foray, as you might know, the name sounds pretty familiar. If you like to listen to our podcast. Yeah, if, as Al's fans will know, Foray is a popular name now, but this Sarah is not in relationship to, is not related at all to John. <laughs> They're not in a relationship. <laughs> They're, in a relationship They're definitely not in a relationship. No. <laughs> but we do like playing matchmaker if anybody wants <laughs> that. And what you do after you get matched up? Let's have a wedding. And yeah, and there you go. (laughs) Just you can get something for your sweetie there. Like saying sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Valentine's Day is already passed. (laughs) All right. I thought it was going well. It was, but but it was like a two-minute intro. Go ahead and get our sweet on with Miss Sweet Sarah Foray. Right now. Oh, yeah, we're recording. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah uh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, we aren't from here either. She's from St. Louis. I'm from I'm Dallas. St. Louis, I've been yeah. to St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. I, never I went there. to see uh, Mama Mia in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. excellent. I love that show yeah. too. I um, I've never been to St. Louis, but Austin, well, Texas is my favorite now. city in the world. So <laughs> yeah, I go there a lot. Yeah. I travel. I have friends that live in Austin, so he's an excuse to go to Austin yeah. all the time. My brother, yeah, we yeah. go. Oh, we're coming over. He's okay. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah. I guess that's the only answer. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so, We're coming. Okay. <laughs> Ready or not, here I come. <laughs> that's yeah. what I, I also surprise my friends all the time. I was like, oh, yeah, wait, this weekend I'm coming over. Is that cool? I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. sure, I guess. I'll leave a key in my <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish I could do that with St. Louis, but yeah. it's like an 11-hour drive. Yeah. So Austin's it's like too eight far hours, away. which is, I mean, I, could, I get off work at three most days, so mm. I can just get there like by 10 o'clock each night. By yeah. speed. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. speed. Yeah, yeah, by speed. <laughs> and don't get a ticket. Yeah, too. I've been lucky yeah. so far, but that's that's only so far. I've been pulled over once and got a warning. A warning? Yeah, that's it. I was lucky with a warning. I think I ever got a warning. Just a I ticket. Got <laughs> a ticket, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yep. I got it. my first ticket down here, actually, and I was going to visit my parents. And it wasn't just like a baby ticket. It was like I was going 20 miles oh my <laughs> over <God>. the speed <laughs> limit. So what, anyway. what brought you down to Homa then? It was my dad in, in the military. Oh. His next transfer was uh, New Orleans. So we started off on the West Bank in uh, West Wego. He was stationed out of Bell Chase. And then eventually he got transferred to this Homa base. Uh-huh. And he drove for a long time and said, this is getting too long. <laughs> and then he moved us down here, actually in Lockport. So they're still there. Um, oh. Probably close to 40 years now. Wow. That's pretty good for yeah. the military, isn't it? Since don't you move around a lot in the military? We moved around a lot. But tw- this last move, was he was getting older and he retired. So okay. that's why okay. he stayed here. And then he went to work for the – because he was a Coast Guard inspector for the ships that being built and, and oh, uh, had to okay. be inspected. Yeah. So it made sense for him to stay here. He I, went to work for shipyards after he yeah. retired. I have to deal Coast with those Guard. people all the time at my job since I work at a shipyard. Coast Guard? Yeah, Coast yeah. Guard and the yeah. inspectors. Yeah. yeah. 
That's yeah. what he did all of those years, yeah. Is he here. good at baking? Um, he likes to bake. He likes to cook. But actually, the baking in my life came from his dad. My grandfather <laughs> was a baker. When they had brick ovens, he'd bake bread. So we, being in the military, we didn't live nearby my grandparents. So we would travel to see them, and that was the big excitement. We were going to bake bread with Pop. Oh. Or something in the oven like that. So I kind of think that's where the seed was planted way back when. My mom and my grandma would go to bingo and we would spend the night with my grandpa. And uh-huh. oftentimes we got, he would make us oil our hands up, get oh, the oil yeah. going. Then we'd knead the bread and then we'd always need more oil. <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah. so much fun. And we'd knead it some more. And he's very patient. I never remember being rushed or uh. Uh, frantic in the, you know, it was just, he was, it was a slow pace and it was fun and it was as much fun as you wanted to have. So it was very therapeutic. Yeah. Like I, I always so. hear yeah, that, yeah. I always hear that baking is really therapeutic if and just really it, relaxing. I think every hobby I've had has started out as therapeutic and then you become, you know, you want to take it to the next level. You, oh, I'll, I'm really good at this. I'll make money. I can do this. <laughs> I can do that. Or I'll do it for my friends. And then it becomes, um, there's more demanding. There's more demands put on that's you. Time frames. And it's got to be perfect. And I need this color. Or I got to have this. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's not as much fun because your creativity is taken out of it. Yeah. yeah. But then it becomes a business. Then it becomes like a business. business. And this work. business is still fun. There are fun aspects about it because... We don't make um, cookie cutter cakes. Every order is different. Mm-hmm. So how did a hobby turn into a business then? I was very, very young, and I was working. I went to work for cardiologists over in Thibodeau. They're all retired now. And I had my daughter. And I can remember picking her up like at 6, 6.30 at night and saying, okay, I'm going to feed her and give her a bath and put her to bed. This is not what motherhood's supposed to be. So I thought, okay, I don't want to do that. I'm going to quit this job. And everybody says, you're going to quit your job? And I go, well, sure. It's not really my job anymore. I'm a mom now. That's my job. So I I left that, and I was going to take a little part-time job. It was when Walmart was coming in. It was brand new. I took a little job there. I was still young. I was learning about life. And I remember looking around, and I was the only one working at Walmart. (laughs) I was like, why am I the only one busy? And they're talking, and they're goofing off, and that one's cleaning her nails or whatever I thought this is insane if I'm going to work this hard I'm going to do it for myself mm-hmm. so I said I'm going to I'm going to find a way to do this little bakery and I had worked for a little bakery in town for about six months and I mm-hmm. liked it a lot and I had taken all my classes I started off taking the decorating classes here when Sugar Plum used to be across town mm-hmm. because I was bored I had gotten married and my <laughs> husband at the time said no 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 you can't go to school no 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 you can't go to work you just stay home we're going to have babies and, and babies weren't coming and I was like I got to do something I'm going to go crazy here <laughs> so I started taking these lessons i took smocking i can do a, a smocking which is what really is difficult. smocking smocking is when you take a material and pleat it all real tight together through a machine and then you embroider pictures and things on it oh. and so i made dresses for my daughter oh, okay yeah. this is very old uh it's challenging i'm, I'm a challenged kind of person it's got to be challenging i'm not interested oh you mean both that means you mean both so then i just found the de- cake decorating classes and i took that just to keep myself busy it was uh, actually my mother-in-law at the time found a little ad in the paper and said, here, here, you can go to work. It's right here. It's in town. It's a little tiny bakery because she knew I was bored to death. And so I did for a couple months and then um, I eventually had my daughter and went to the uh, Walmart thing and what have you. And I remember thinking, I'm working too hard. Nobody else is working. I'm going to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to open my own bakery. And everybody said, you, you, you're nuts. It's a Reagan recession, you know. You can't yeah. do it. You can't make any money. And I was like, well, 
stupid and ignorant is probably bliss because I didn't know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do it. I'm you gonna gotta go, take gonna a risk. Yeah. I just think I was too ignorant to know what a recession meant at that <laughs> age. He said, I'm gonna go for it. And I did. And even my ex- my husband, ex-husband now said, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And I said, with or without you, see you later. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. And I, and I kind of, that's how it got started. And he eventually said, okay, with me. And, and he, he could bake too. He eventually jumped on board. And I remember um, my ex-father, I was deceased now, I said, Beb, we're just not that kind of people. Uh-huh. We don't open businesses. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, uh, I, I am so that kind of people. It is a huge risk. It <laughs> yeah, is a it huge is. risk for scared. sure. What he was trying to say to me was he was he was yeah. afraid for us. And I was too stupid to yep. be afraid. And I you guess. face a lot of adversity, too, yeah. it sounds yeah. like, with yeah. every risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's a reward at the end. Like, look yeah. at you now. Yeah. If you, if you uh, do your homework and your research and you have enough confidence in yourself, I mm-hmm. think. I never have been without confidence or courage. And I guess that comes from the upbringing, you know. I've never a military background then. Yeah, yeah, I think when you move around so much and you have to adapt to every situation. Oh yeah, it it's just true. gives you all those skill sets that other I see in today's nature they just don't get uh-huh. and they're they're fearful. That's the biggest problem I see uh, with staff even I tell staff. You know, nobody gets fired for having an opinion or trying anything new around here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Jump out of your shell and do something and if I don't like it I'll tell you I don't like it and I might love it and I'll tell mm-hmm. you that too. Yeah, I hear bosses like questions. Yeah. I was reading something that <laughs> You should actually ask your boss yeah. more questions. They'll have more respect than just uh, being kind of submissive more. Right. But, yeah. of course, you shouldn't just disagree with everything, everything they have to say. <laughs> that might get yeah. you fired. No, yeah. do you, we should become an app company, not a bakery instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That doesn't work that way. Virtual cakes. Yeah. <laughs> what was the idea of the name behind that? Um, Chez's Cakes? Yeah, this is my third bakery. So I had to think about it a while. So I had a a bakery down in um, the first one I opened when I was married in Lockport was October of 85. And we had a wand, the flood. You guys aren't from here. But we had a nice Mm -hmm. big flood. It was a hurricane. (laughs) And uh, one of the first cake deliveries was in Hip Boots, Mm -hmm. you know, and a cake. And we walked down. Oh, wow. We drove as far as we could get down the street full of water. Oh, my God. And then in hip boots, my husband at the time delivered that cake. That's the best delivery service right there. Miss Linda, you know, we got your cake. She goes, well, everybody's at my house for the hurricane. If you can get it to me, we'll have it. (laughs) Talk about customer service right there. Yeah. And the hip boots walked down there and gave her a cake. So that was the first one. And it was boringly called Sarah's Cake Shop. And it was called that because I, everybody said, Everybody knows you because I was making cakes at home for mm-hmm. family and relatives. Mm-hmm. You have to call it Sarah's. They'll know who you are. And I was like, mm, all right, let's do it. So I never was happy with that. And then the second one, I opened, helped my sister open a bakery in Boutique. It's called Two Sisters Bakery. Mm-hmm. That was kind of predictable. <laughs> so when I got here, I was like, oh, a name, a name, a name. And my daughter, who's so much smarter than I am, said, well, how about Shea Cake? And I said, oh, well, what does that mean? Because <laughs> she's so much smarter than me. And she goes, well, it's loosely translated, Mom, you know, like House of Cake or My Place of Cake. Oh. And I said, oh, I love it. And there's Shea Lily and Homa, and I'll be Shea Cake, and it'll be great. And it's French, and we're all French here, oh, okay. right? So that didn't really work. <laughs> Everybody comes in and says, what's the name of this bakery? Cheesecake? Cheesecake? <laughs> che- I was like, yeah, it looks like cheese. It's Shea Lily. How can Shea Lily get it and Sarah can't get it? I don't know. But it's been a great yeah. conversation piece. People are always talking about the <laughs> name of the bakery. Do you, yeah, because I just butchered it. I just said yeah. Chez's cake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it, I terrible. figure if I put the next decal, I get, I'll put a little 
whatever those marks those are. Accents. After you the see, yeah, yeah. You should, um, and people will I would think twice it, before they meant before they, the look at that maybe you think should about put it. like how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, above, oh, yeah. in parentheses. Above <laughs> like, this is how you well, say it. Well, it's kind of interesting. It was educational for me. But I thought everybody in Homa would get this right. We're all Cajun. We're all French, and we're not. Yeah, a lot as, of as you all three oh, sit yeah. here in front of me <laughs> and myself, we're learning so you much. Know, I've been here though. forty years, but yeah, um, people are, are very transient here. Mm-hmm. The oil mm-hmm. field has really um, brought in a lot. Yeah, my entire apartment complex I live at nothing but out of state license plates. There's yeah. one from Nova Scotia. Yeah, there's right? one from Nova oh, wow. Scotia. There, wow. yeah, people come from all over the place there. So that was learning for me that we're not. Um, I guess we are not the close close-knit yeah. family that it used to be. Otherwise, how could home have grown? Yeah, it wouldn't true. have. So we'd still... And other places haven't, like Lockport and those little towns. There's still the same mm-hmm. you know, population headcount from when I would move there. You know, somewhere between two and 2,400 people in Lockport. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's always been. There has no growth, but... There was no reason to grow there. Homa, I guess, is the big city that took on all the growth. Yeah. yeah. Lucky us. How hard is it to actually start a business and like hire people, taking all the money? And all that? Like, how hard was the process of becoming a well-oiled machine? Bus- yeah, well-oiled machine. I don't, I, I would say for myself, as I look back, it's not as hard as I think it is for other people. I think for other people, it's very hard. I'm a great problem solver. So as every little hiccup happens, I'm like, okay, I got that. Okay, done. Okay, I got that. Okay, I got that. And a lot of people, it would stifle them or even stop them in their tracks, is what I noticed by paying Mm -hmm. attention. So I don't find it very hard. It's all I've ever done. I opened my first bakery. When I went to Texas, I worked for a new company that was a a startup. And so I opened new schools for them. So there I was, opening a new school responsible for several million dollars of income, oh, wow. head counts of 300 kids in the school, all their families, all the staff, and I did sometimes two schools. So I don't know any other way of life. This is how it is. You, you know, When this place gets going by itself and retirement hits, I don't know what I will do. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 when I sold the first business and I, and I went through a divorce and I sold the bakery and I thought, oh, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to just have some fun. I'm not going to worry about this stuff anymore because it's very you know, high pace. And I got to uh, into a relationship and moved out of state for that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm bored. I got to go to work. What am I going to do? And I thought, oh, there's daycares all over the place. I love kids. I'm just going to go play with kids. And I got there, and my boss ended up being my um, – she was the dean of uh, education where I was going to school. And she said, buy a suit. I have plans for you. And I was like, wow. no, I'm just here to play with the kids. <laughs> no, I don't want a suit. I'm not doing it. So obviously it's who I am. Even mm-hmm. she saw it. You it's know. in your blood, yes. apparently. <laughs> she said, this is not for you, Sarah. We're, just buy a suit. I have plans. And she did. I was – you know, an executive for um, one of those high-end preschools for a long time. It's very different when you say opening businesses. When we opened in Boutique and Lockport, couldn't get enough free press coverage. People were so excited. I had front page, I still have it, front page in color. One of the first, if not the first episode they did in color uh, way back then, because it was, yeah. you know, way back then, uh, it was me doing king cakes in the bakery, front page. Oh, wow. That's so cool. And Homa, zero. Zero? I have yeah. got... Well, you nothing. Any I mean, if I want to pay for it, I can have it. I'm like, no, I make great cakes. I'll be fine. Yeah. But no, and, and they don't even call. I, I won't say zero. Just recently, they called about um, when they were having the same sex discussions oh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. votings and all that stuff. And they did call and do an interview with us about, and we did get our picture in the paper. Yeah. About making wedding cakes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. we make wedding cakes. I don't care who buys them. Yeah. It's not my place in life. Somebody else is taking care of that, mm-hmm. not me. Yeah. I, I'm a cake baker. So. Yeah. Uh, so, the, and I think I'm the only cake 
Jake Baker that would talk to anybody it's probably was by default, not because they knew, knew about us and loved us. I think it was default. Sarah yeah. said, yes, she'll do an interview. It's basically <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, you seem like a very open person, too. Yeah, so. pretty much, yeah. Right. I had a, a friend, I was dating a guy one time, and he said, you know, you talk to everybody about everything. It drives me insane. Of course, he was very quiet, right? And I was like, hmm, I got to think about that. So I thought, and I thought, and I thought, you know, in about probably less than 30 minutes of a conversation, you know pretty much who I am and whether you want to get to know me or not. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. And so I said, well, I'm sorry that bothers you, but this is who I am. I'm not changing. I like that people are comfortable around me because I'm uh, open enough to share enough for you to decide mm-hmm. whether you want to mm-hmm. you know, like me or not or spend any more time with me. Yeah. And I think that's good for a business owner, too, to be open mm-hmm. and outgoing and yeah. to be able to talk to yeah. anyone. Exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can, and it depends on who you talk to. I think cynical people or skeptical people would say, you know, you change or you, you're not really who you are. Like, you know, if, a, if an elderly person walks in here, I don't come flying to the front and say, hey, how are you doing? What are you going to have today? You know, they're a little bit more reserved and they don't want you in their face. So I'll tone it down and say, hey, how are you? How's your yeah. morning? Thanks for you're stopping in. You're changing yourself, you know? though. You're just filtering in a way. Like, you just, you know to what To make like. people comfortable. Yeah, you can still you know? be yourself, and but just like, yeah, customer you're, service. you can be like cussing like a, sail- like a sailor. But like if you're on kids, you're going to not cuss exactly. because exactly. it's not that you're destroying who you are. You yeah. just you have manners. But you seem like that you never sleep. How much sleep do you get each I night? Know. I wish I got more sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is um, it hard to turn off your mind? Sometimes. As me. I get older, it's not so hard. Okay. <laughs> but um, when I was younger, I can remember well, the other night it still happened to me. I woke up in the middle of the night and said, oh, yeah. That's the first thing I have to do in the morning. Oh my! I need because I have to line up my time, and if I don't have this done, and I get that done, and then it'll be out for ten o'clock because that cake's due out for ten o'clock, and I didn't do this for it. But if I get up at five and okay, go oh back my to God, sleep. I'm the exact same yes. way. Yes, <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night and plan something that I forgot. You know, to plan plan the. the do salt, you like use like a journal the night next to your bed that you like write down ideas? No, no. I, you know, I'm pretty good at remembering. I won't say as I get older, I'm not. But the girl that worked with me in the first bakery, mm-hmm. this was much smaller than this. She said, "How." How do you remember all these things in your head? And when people say that to you, then you think, well, doesn't everybody remember everything? <laughs> like, no, apparently not. And even men that I date go, do you remember everything? I go, yes. I'm going to remember every nasty thing you did to me. I don't want to remind you of it. Why do you do? <laughs> so I guess I just have a capacity to remember most mm. things, not everything. Most That's- things, I guess, that are important. Yeah, in a sense, business is definitely important. It's your lifestyle. Yeah, and mostly it's about the cakes or the customers. Like, I never remember when the paperwork's due. <laughs> oh, the paperwork's yeah. due? Crap, we're going to do that tonight. that's not the fun stuff. No, it's not. No. It's, not it's what like I, paying our bills. You it's know, a necessity. That. It's not yeah. fun. It's one of those necessities It's of, like the um, side effects of making your own business. Yeah. yeah. So is that like your least favorite part about yeah, the business? Yeah, absolutely. The in life, period. <laughs> in life, yeah. yeah. Yeah, can't find a receipt, got to return something. Paperwork, don't have it. <laughs> Can I return this without the paperwork? I'm one of those people, yeah. Where do your recipes come from? <clears throat> a lot of them come from me trying a recipe. You know, I'll open a book. When I was a kid, I would open a book of big brownies. So I'd have flour. You know, we, mm. my mom didn't. I guess we were poor. We didn't go out and buy a box of brownie mix. We had flour. We had butter. Well, margarine, probably not butter. Uh, and eggs and things at home. And if you wanted these things, you learned how to do it. So I opened a book. My mom would do, you know, holiday baking and stuff, so it was common, you know, for me to see that. I opened a book, started baking brownies, and, I, and you know, so, but then I'd say, well, as I got older, well, 
I like these brownies enough, but I've had brownies that are better. How, what made them better? So then I'd start researching. And then oh. the internet came around. Now oh, you can get anything everything. you want. Mind blown. So then I would tweak the recipe and tweak the recipe until sometimes it doesn't even look like the original recipe, <laughs> but it's my recipe. And I figure if I always call myself the average American white girl, mm-hmm. if I like it, mostly everybody else is going to like it. So I kind of tweak those recipes to get them where I want them. And cost efficient at the same time because you can build any recipe out of you know lots of extra oh, butter yeah. and stuff and then can't make some gold money flakes off make of it. a little bit more expensive. Yeah. All that yeah. stuff. So it's it's a happy um, medium building that recipe that will make money and taste great too, and then keeping it fresh. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. that's probably I don't know about nowadays, but back when I had that first bakery, I know people came to us and said your stuff's better because we were more conscientious about baking it fresh. Oh, mm-hmm. freshness makes all the difference in any food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only food that probably doesn't make a difference sound is pizza. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you pop it in the oven. Cold, exactly. yeah, cold pizza tastes just as good as warm pizza. You can have like burnt pizza, <laughs> like any pizza. I'll stuff Fell in on the mouth. floor, 15 second roll. Yeah. It's mine. It's the <laughs> American way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the most challenging but rewarding aspect of the, in, of the business? thinking the gratification like we have this little half wall here and i usually am on the other side and i can hear the customer service and i feel really good when like this saturday was a good saturday almost everybody said oh wow that looks fantastic so we exceeded their expectation and that feels really good and 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 we exceeded it not because you know we took an extra hour on your cake but because we paid attention to a few details and we wanted you to have a good experience Mm -hmm. one lady picked up two cakes and it was kind of funny she said i opened the box for the first one she goes oh wow that's so pretty and then i opened the box for the second one she goes oh wow that one's pretty too and i was like were you expecting one good (laughs) (laughs) but she was like oh they're both you know she was like they were both wow cakes and i thought that's what we're here for and attention to detail makes all the difference like yeah. Just a couple small details. It doesn't yeah. have to be overboard. Like I call Pinterest perfect. It doesn't have oh, to be Pinterest boy. perfect for people to go, oh wow, that's really pretty. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's one. That and just uh, hear like the reaction too immediately. Yes, immediately. I bet that's yes. amazing. That's too. really good because know that you did something that and somebody really appreciates. Yeah. And then there's those times when we really made this phenomenal cake and the whole world loves it and everybody sees it goes, oh my god, and the customer comes in and goes, okay, thanks. Like, <laughs> 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 Wait, let's do I- Please, please. You need a bigger reaction. Yes. Why is it? Yeah, yeah. I bet you Pretty want funny. like to give them a hug or something. I when have they, given customers like, hugs. Customers have given me like, hugs. Yes. But people like yes. speaking like Pinterest. Like, do people like share your stuff on social media? Like, does that help your business? Like, they post uh, like on Twitter, or Instagram, like not this Pinterest, awesome you know. <laughs> no. Pinterest, but um, I, yeah, we do. I just, Bethany keeps up with Facebook for us, and that seems to work. We put pictures on there. I would say that's one of my weak areas, and so I kind of surround myself with people who know it better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're a techie girl. You're hired. <laughs> no other skill sets necessary because it's not my – and it's not something I want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. It's something that I make my – when I have to learn something in the tech world, Plus I Plus, it's really but. challenging, social media. You need to be very involved. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, though. it would be like the job and not yeah. running the business. Yeah. yeah. You know, my job would be social media. And I don't really want to do that. So, but Bethany does a good job for us. Yeah. yeah. And it does work. When we post it, people come through the door. Uh huh. As soon as you post it, people come through for whatever you posted. So, what's your most work. popular product? The cake slices are biggie. I'm going by what customers come in and buy uh-huh. cake slices and pedophores. 
And you have cake balls too, right? We started that recently, and the kids like it. You see where it is on the shelf, uh-huh. kid, kid level, kid eye level. Yeah. Oh. So you know, I tell people who are mm. very good, de- especially That's the smart. decorators. Decorators always say, "I'm going to open my own bakery one day." I go, you go right ahead, because you got to know that <laughs> needs to be on that shelf to sell it to the kids. It's not about making a cake and making it look pretty mm-hmm. when you open your business anymore. But if you're doing it out of your house. It's making a cake and making it pretty. But when you're talking about running a business, you have to know how to make those dollars come in almost automatically. And cake pops on the second shelf are for kids to see. And every day we sell them because the kids can see them. Um, The the products that sell really well could actually go on the bottom shelf because they're going to sell themselves anyway. Oh, true. You know, so you got to know about that. Yeah, so it's going to sell. So do you learn this like, do you like read a book on this or do you just like learn this as you want? That's what I was. So I know. I, yeah, on talking and networking and going to workshops and talking to people and and always being open and receptive to what they're saying and remembering it. We talked mm-hmm. about remembering. Mm-hmm. I remember these things from like thirty years ago when I was in Lockport, nineteen eighty five. We opened right, and I would go to workshops. I was so green, I knew nothing. So I was like, I got to learn stuff. And, I'm, <laughs> and one old baker said, "Give your product away." It'll always come back to you. And he would give business cards that say, come in for 10 dozen free cookies. And I'd be like, 10 dozen free cookies? Holy cow, I don't know about that. But he was right. Give your product away. So we give as much of our product. When people come in, the radio station comes in, wants me to take out advertising. I go, no, I got cake for you, but I don't have money. I don't give away my dollars. I work hard for those. But if you'd like some cakes to give away, you know, like a free cake of the day or something, we'll do that. Because your product will come back to you. So I learned that. And the other thing I learned was uh, color. Color. I don't like hmm. cakes with a lot of color. I'm like, go to Walmart and Rouse's and all that, and there's a ton of cakes mm-hmm. with red borders and blue borders, and I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, can't stand it. Color sells. Put color in your cakes. It will sell. In fact, the cake pops that we're out of are the ones that had color on them. Huh. Yeah. So, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Color sells. How do you plan out your day? Because like I use a checklist throughout my day. Like mm-hmm. Every day I write mm-hmm. a checklist the night before. Like, yeah, how do you transfer it to the next day. We yeah, get that's done. what I do. Yeah. I do like a monthly, a weekly... Mm-hmm. And daily checklists that I go through. Yeah. Do you have like a special technique you use? Well, or? you can always start out with that checklist. And I always have a checklist, at least in my head, if not on paper. But it, it really is the dynamics of the day. Like <clears throat> we thought after Christmas. Well, I thought after Christmas it would be a nice, quiet week or two. We'd get organized and clean. And it hasn't slowed down. Not <laughs> enough to say it's well, slowed Mardi Gras just began. Right. So you got so, that king cake. Uh, so my, my plan had to change. My list had to change. I was thinking we'll just keep some basic stuff out here. Probably won't use the big cooler and yeah yeah no. <laughs> no, no. So my dynamics changed. My list had to change right then and there. I've I've made a schedule for the staff that everybody's hours you know cut down and everything. I was like, well, that lasted for a week. We're done. Everybody's back to full <laughs> schedule again. So oh, it, uh, again, I remember a lot in my head mm-hmm. and it kind of works but uh, lists on paper are for me to do the paperwork or go to the bank and do this and the, those are the lists I need the stuff that I don't enjoy so much because I have to be reminded to do it <laughs> you know so <laughs> yeah. if I look at the list go oh, yeah I gotta do that so. yeah I have a passport I need to get next week and I just I'm dreading the whole process so I'm gonna think, like write that down first yes, so my checklist yes. out, I'll be like okay I guess I gotta do and it and some days I'm better at that the checklist will have all the hard stuff on it and I'll go get it done and off my plate and other days I'm like <laughs> put it at the Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe depends on how much sleep I had. <laughs> you know, if I had a good night's sleep, let's do that hard stuff. And if I didn't, like, uh, defer. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But some workplaces, morale is hard to keep up. And you seem to make a very cheerful and happy person. Bethany talks yeah. a lot about how she yeah. loves working for you. Yeah. How do you She's... do that? Like, I think a lot of employers could take a lot of note from you for how to manage employees. Do you have like any any tips or tricks? Well, when I was in early childhood, this is one of the tips and tricks I learned. So I'm doing early childhood and taking my courses. And my favorite area in early childhood was the two-year-old classroom because two-year-olds are like sponges. You can make the biggest difference in Mm -hmm. a child's development 
at that age, right? Mm -hmm. So I was always wanting to be in the two-year-olds. And so those are the classes I took. And so the little things I learned on how to get a two-year-old to do something you want, I use a lot with adults. <laughs> and so some of it is ignore the bad behavior. You know, and there's really bad behavior going on. I'm like, okay, got it. I'm going to ignore that for a day or two and see if it goes away. And if it doesn't, then I don't take on the problem, which is another thing I learned from early childhood. It's not your problem to take on. And with a very forward personality, I'm used to sucking up everybody's problems and fixing them. Mm. And through the years I've learned, I sat staff down, three or four staff members, they were in a tizzy. Three of them, they're not going to talk to each other, which makes it a horrible you know, climate in the bakery. And I let it go for about three days, and I finally came in one morning and I said, um, don't clock in because I'm not paying for your conflict resolution. So don't clock in and go have a seat at that table. And I gave them a list of things like you cannot use the word you in the beginning of a sentence, you this, you that, you that. You can use the word I as many times as you want to and sit down and figure this out. You have a problem, talk about it, and let me know when you're finished because we have work to do. So I've learned to um, not manage everyone, let them manage themselves, give them. It was their problem. It was not mine to take on. And they were having personal issues. It wasn't mm -hmm. um, bakery issues. It wasn't doing their work. Mm -hmm. but their personal issues and, and their scuffle was bleeding over into our atmosphere. And I said, that's not going to happen. And they were like deer in the headlights. <gasps> what is she talking about? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I thought, figure it out. And I left. I walked away from the table. It's so funny, about 10 minutes later, they come back, we don't know what to do. So I'll get you started. <laughs> so I've learned those tips and tricks. Don't solve every problem and let them be responsible for some of their own actions, you know, instead of me fixing everything. As an older manager versus a younger manager, I'm in a position where I feel like I'm raising kids. You know, they come to me so green about life, you know, mm -hmm. and their feelings get hurt and, so I've kind of, you know, be more patient and understand that they are not where you are, Sarah. They haven't got this thick skin mm -hmm. and let yeah. things roll off of them, bounce off of them. So that's important, too, to be patient with them and understand where they are and where you are as a person and growth and human growth. Um, but mostly I ignore the bad behavior as much as I can. And I do the same with the with the customer service. When somebody's in here griping about something that seems very trivial to me, you know, well, I wanted this shade of pink and it's two shades darker. And I'm thinking, you're going to eat that in 10 minutes. <laughs> it's not going to matter. Yeah. But that's okay. And I'm like, I'm so sorry that happened. You know? And I just, and I, sometimes you just validate, shake your head and say, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. I understand what you're saying. Would you like me to fix it for you? No, I don't have time to fix it. I'm so sorry. And apologize and just, you know, ignore the bad behavior that you can't, you can't, you can't change somebody's it. response yeah. to something. Yeah. You know, you can't manage their emotions. So, so like respect had? and understanding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of the, um, questions I'm asked that might help you is um, you know, like you said do you have any advice for budding entrepreneurs not yeah, so that, much bakers but entrepreneurs yeah. be prepared to especially food service be prepared for harder work and less sleep <laughs> and more challenges and I think the young people coming in to be business owners you see them all the time businesses up and down and open and close you know, and they're not lasting and I think they weren't prepared for the amount of responsibility oh, yeah. and work that's coming your way and I don't think college is preparing them for it. No. You know, as I sit Hopefully with the not. college people, I say, you know, I hired you, I hired you because you were a college student. Perseverance, diligence, problem-solving skills, organization. Didn't you do all that in college? And they were like, I don't know. What I find um, between parents helping their kids even into adulthood to not fail it's okay to fail my oh. god oh, yeah. take yeah. the failure relish it yeah. you know learn from it digest it analyze it so it doesn't happen again and then somebody's oh my god I can't. i'm like i'll fail at something today and it'll be all right you know every day yeah, like, something yeah, fails like not I've everybody I've heard. Oh, yeah, gets an award the problem is <laughs> when we're little 
Like you get an award for everything, even if you're not like, in my day. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I feel the lot. You get those like awards, like but in your day, yes. yeah, yeah. If you, if you get yes. if you get last in you a competition, yes. hey, yes. you get an award. So yes. when you go into the real world. And it's not like that at you know, all. Nobody's patting you on the back every day. Smacks you in yes. the face. When I taught, I taught t-ball um, when I was a kid. I wanted. I played softball. I was very athletic, and they needed coaches. And I was. I don't think I was sixteen. I know I wasn't sixteen because I was. I turned sixteen here, and that was. This was in West Wego. Oh. I was young, fourteen-ish, right? And I'm coaching this little t-ball team, and we did yeah. not get trophies after the end if we lost. You know, those little kids were like, we didn't get a trophy. They got a trophy. I was like, good. That's a good thing. Because you're going to be better off at 20. I, yeah. I completely you know? agree with what you're saying. It's like every entrepreneur, because I've been reading a lot into like people that start their own business. I'm very fascinated by it. I've actually, this is my fourth attempt to create a business in the past year. Mm-hmm. This podcast has been the most successful one so and far. And it's successful it's because actually of successful me. The air no, I'm just but they teach you, like every entrepreneur says, get used to failure because you will fail a lot before yeah. you reach to that point. Yes. And... Yeah. As I learned, like personally, like I've started, I've worked on like two or three other projects before this one, and yep. both of them were failures because mm-hmm. we went into territory we didn't know anything about. Exactly. But her and I both know this stuff. So no great successful person yeah. did it without a lot of failure and learning from the failure. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't sit down and cry from it <laughs> and learn nothing. Yeah. You have to learn not to make those same mistakes or walk away with something positive and a lot of research. I didn't. I mean, I was on the internet, and I'm not a techie person, but prior to opening these last two bakeries, I was on there looking at census records and demographics oh, wow. and who's where, what, 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 what. Wow, that's cool. Put that on a second shelf, you know. Yeah. I was doing research on, and sometimes, like, you know, you're the techie people. You're on a website about about census and before you know it you're into some marketing thing when this click got you here and that click got you there so what i say is don't try to drive life so much let life drive you and follow Mm -hmm. it so if i've clicked on some things that took me from you know census to marketing i'll start reading about the marketing this is what i'm supposed to find here and i got this and i got so i've learned really hard failures and lessons about don't push life follow the signs when mm-hmm. i came to open this building my sister and i were getting ready to you know she was going to keep that one and i was going to come to homa that was scary that i mean that was like turn your stomach scary Homa's a bigger town i mean it's mm-hmm. a little town in the scheme of life but in our yeah. world it's the big town it has the big bucks it's the big rent it's everything right <clears throat> so i'm looking around and i was driving down here and the landlord's across the street and i saw this place and i thought you know everybody says home is so expensive let me just find out for myself instead of listening to everyone so i go over to the leasing office and i said you know just kind of checking out the area what do you sell you know what's your rent going for here and so she told me the rent and i was like hmm it's not as bad as i thought and how about a grease trap you got a grease trap over there she says yeah that spot has a grease trap because that's another high dollar end that i would have to come up with to open the bakery and then at that point the, um, the guy that was here prior to me walked in behind me because he had to talk to them about exiting this place. And he said, oh, yeah, and there's a three-compartment sink and I got a mixer in there. And I oh, was wow. like, okay. <laughs> so I was seeing, you see where the signs were coming. And I can count dozens of times that happened during this opening where it just fell into place. And I knew because things were happening smoothly that this was the right I was following life and I wasn't pushing life. I could have said, no, I'm going to be on Martin Luther King and I don't care what's going on and that's the place to be. But instead of everybody deciding what should happen, I kind of let it evolve. And I've learned that I end up in better places in life when I let that's life that's Yeah, don't push life. Yeah. Let it happen. I agree. That's a great. When I, when and when I, you're young, you want to push life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah.
Special thanks to Sarah's publicist and good friend of ours, Bethany Lewis, for arranging today's episode. Bethany also is their tech-savvy girl. She runs their Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Bakery, where you can see all their delicious treats. Everyday Superhumans is produced by Kyle and Caroline, and the music is by Alex Allen. For more ways to become superhuman, check out our website, everydaysuperhumans.com. All right. Here's the question. What's your favorite dessert? I'm a chocoholic, so I'm going to pick up anything that's chocolate. Kyle has like a chocolate, um, well, he has a jar filled with chocolate. <laughs> and I just devour it every time we do a recording session. Anyway, tweet to us your favorite dessert at Superhumans Cast. Tell us all about it on our Facebook page. You can send a picture of your dessert. Maybe you're a baker. Maybe you're not. Maybe it's store-bought. We won't even know. Or <laughs> you can follow us on our Instagram account where we can try to become cooks. And remember, not every hero can fly. So grab your cape and let's go. Hands and stands, stands and hands, man, man hands, woman hands, lady hands. (laughs) (laughs) All the hands. How many hands have been on these microphones? So many hands. Have they been washed? Who knows? The hands of the mics. We need to clean them. (laughs) Where is the sterilizer? (laughs) Where is the... (laughs) The hands of all our guests, though. (laughs) It's like we're all... We all, like, get the awesomeness of our guests from clenching these microphones. Should I go? That's, like, good, like, after, like, after episode bonus interview right there. That was a good bit. That was good. I finally had a stand-up comedian.